We've made it to week 10 of the NFL. We are officially beyond the halfway point of the regular season. Then what am I going to do? Watch golf? Nation. Welcome to another episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom Green, baby, Grassi. And today we are going to be taking a look at the top 10 teams leading the way in the NFL in the power rankings. Before I get to that, I want to do a little plug here. It's not because we don't get our sponsors, uh, but a brand new design. It's a very niche product here. Uh, you know, if you're a fan of uh, maybe some AEW, a little, little bit of that action. And of course, the Green Bay Packers, you can pick up your own Green Bay Bay shirt right now at the store. The link is in the description. Things are fluctuating once again in the top 10. Teams that have been a staple in the top 10 are leaving. Teams that haven't seen the top 10 are rising. My Packers are not number one anymore. That's a little sad. And the Cowboys, well, they got destroyed by the Broncos. So at least there's some good news. So let's start us off by going with the number 10 spot. And we got the New England Patriots. I was I, I was torn about who I was going to put this spot. For weeks, I said, you know what? I'm going to put the Raiders here, and I was going to. And then the Raiders lost to the Giants, and so that wasn't a case. And though the Patriots' competition these last three weeks, in which they've won three straight, hasn't been the most impressive because they're facing teams like the Jets, and the Panthers soon. Sam Darnold's throwing all the interceptions. But they did beat the Chargers, who are on this top 10 as well. I figure I gotta give them some credit. Because they've stuck around with some good teams. Yes, they didn't play the Texans very well. But they have stuck around with some good teams. Like the Buccaneers. Like the Cowboys. And I feel that that defense is continuously becoming problematic. They can stick with the high-powered offenses, especially when Mac Jones is out there and he's breaking ankles, so their offense is going to be much better. And Mac Jones, that was a pretty terrible thing that you did. But yeah, the defense is looking alive and well for the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is being efficient as the rookie QB. And I feel like as the Bills are falling, and I will say, I'm sorry, Bills, I don't have you in the top 10 for the first time. I've had some doubts. I've kept you around for a bit, but that loss to the Jaguars was just ugly. And until you can prove that your offensive line and your offense can actually function, you know, we can't have a talk right now. The Patriots, uh, they have all the momentum. And all of a sudden, what we thought was going to be a runaway with the Bills taking the AFC East, now it's a little bit more of a closer matchup. So we'll keep an eye on the Patriots as they have the Browns next week, and we'll see how they really can contend with these teams. Though it seems that the Browns could potentially have no running backs because they're... All out on COVID protocol. But who knows? Maybe the Patriots can take big strides in potentially securing a wild card spot. Number nine, you got the LA Rams holding on the top 10. But oh boy, this was ugly. Reminded me of the Cardinals loss earlier this year. The Rams did not score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. Matthew Stafford, two interceptions back to back. One was a pick six. Simmons on the Titans, absolutely wreaking havoc. And they didn't even have Derrick Henry on their offense. Listen, Cooper Cup was still real, real good. But that offensive line 
is raising lots and lots of questions. And while I think the Rams are still a good football team, you know, they'll get Von Miller back, which is definitely going to help that defense. I'm starting to get a little suspicious about that offensive line. If they start going up against really, really good defenses who have really good rushers, they might have problems. Matthew Stafford, again, I think is a great QB. He's doing well over in LA, and, you know, the stats show that. But if Sunday was anything, they got to clean a lot of things up. Not just the offensive line, but... They need to freaking fracking stop those penalties, too. Number eight, you got the other L.A. team. You got the L.A. Chargers back on track after losing two straight. Justin Herbert was like, hey, guys, I got this. Throwing two touchdowns, even running one in. Definitely where he needed to be. Eckler had multiple carries. Not really too efficient here against the Eagles. Uh, Eagles, not a great football team. Uh, and, And the Eagles definitely put up a fight here. I will stay. That Keenan Allen continues to absolutely amaze me. He becomes Mr. All-Reliable whenever the Chargers really need him. And this was kind of like the funk that you wanted to see the Chargers get out of because their offense has definitely been slow and stagnant over these past couple losses. This is what you wanted to see. Again, the question with the Chargers is going to be like, hey, within your own division, are you going to be able to put up a lot of points, you know, against like the Raiders or the Chiefs? And I think that as time goes on, the Chargers, the identity is really going to be formed throughout the season. Right now, they are atop their division. Let's see how long they can stay there. Number seven, you got the Baltimore Ravens. Able to freaking come back. Lamar Jackson, man, just gets it done. 21 unanswered points for Lamar Jackson. Really picking it up in the second half. Going into OT. Throwing a bad pick, but then the defense got it done. And, you know, Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins also helped. And if it wasn't for a couple of really big plays by the Vikings, the Ravens wouldn't even be in this situation. However, they lost one of their starting safeties, Elliott, and that's going to be a big old problem. The Ravens have been dealing with so many injuries and are still able to be competitive this year. But it's going to be tough with the Browns looking like they're coming back a little bit. Obviously, the Steelers, you know, they're winning a couple of games. The Bengals, who knows what the hell is going on with them. It's going to be a tough division to compete in. So the Ravens... They're still hanging out there. You had a good day from Freeman. You had a good day from Hollywood Brown. And Lamar Jackson really is the lifeblood of this team because he can do things that nobody else can do on that team. He literally can put the entire thing on his shoulders. He threw 41 times, 266 yards, three touchdowns, had two interceptions, but also ran for a buck 20. But Lamar Jackson is a dual threat. He's going to give any team he goes against some problems. It's just going to be, hey, can defenses lock him down? Because if they do... Their game plan kind of goes out the window. Number six, you got the Cleveland Browns. No OBJ, no problem. Even though apparently he wants to go to Green Bay. Let's not talk about that right now. Uh, 41-16 over the Bengals. I picked the Browns to win this past weekend because I was like, you know what? It's going to happen. And the offense was just better. It was just balanced. There was not a lot of looking at OBJ. Mayfield, 14 for 21. Only I throw the ball 21 times, 218 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb leading the way again. 14 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. It cannot be overstated how good Nick Chubb is. On top of that, their defense had freaking five sacks, two picks. And as I have said multiple times throughout this year, if the Browns remain healthy... They are one of the most balanced teams in football. Denzel Ward having a great game. Greg Newsome having a great game. Their secondary can be scary good. And on top of that, their defensive line, we all know about that. 
If their offense is able to match that production, they are going to be a really tough team to stop. They just have to remain consistent. Getting into the top five with number five, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, how about them Cowboys? Suffering defeat 30-16 to against the Broncos. Oh, oh, and they were dominated in that game. Like, that, that looks like a closer score. No, no, no. They were dominated. Dak Prescott struggled in this game, and holy crap, that defense allowing nearly 200 yards of rushing from the Broncos. The Broncos. No one anticipated the Broncos were going to win this game, not even Brandon Perna. And I was like, ah, wouldn't it be funny if they did? And they did. The Cowboys are a flawed football team. And I don't know if it's just because they were unprepared. They were just smacked in the mouth. They didn't expect the Broncos to be that good, but they were. And so looking at this, I think the Cowboys are still a good team. They're still going to crush and win their division. That's not even going to be a question. And I think their offense can be really good. But perhaps the Broncos have maybe provided a formula to take down the Cowboys. And if that is the case, I thank you very much. Number four, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Had a bye week. Uh, unfortunately, Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski are questionable uh, for the upcoming game against the Washington football team. And then after that, they're going to play in the Giants. So they're going to have some rest games because I don't think they're going to have too much of a problem with either of those teams. Maybe the Giants because they're just like, ah, I hate you, Tom Brady. This is another one of those teams that they provide balance as they get healthier and healthier. I think they're just going to get better. Tom Brady's having a great year. If they could develop that run game to be a little bit more consistent, Leonard Fournette's kind of like that boomer bust individual in which he can go and like have 100 yards and then he gets like 20 yards the next week. It's going to be interesting to see how they come out of their bye considering they lost to the Saints the previous week. I imagine the Washington football team is going to get walloped. Um, and I'm so sorry, Washington. I would say you don't deserve it, but Dan Snyder is your owner. Number three, you got the Green Bay Packers dropping a couple spots here. No longer the number one team. And the reason I didn't drop them more is because like, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. So what you saw on Sunday wasn't really indicative of what this team can do, as we all know. Special teams, hot diddly garbage. Something needs to change there. Amari Rodgers, please stop running anything back. O-line, the protection was not there for basically a rookie QB in Jordan Love in his first start. It was ugly. The offense just couldn't get anything going, didn't establish the run, didn't commit to the run at all, and Jordan Love struggled. Absolutely. Talk about the good thing, that defense, man. Holy crap. No Zedarius. No freaking fracking Jair Alexander. Kenny Clark gone. Eric Stokes gone. Still crushing and crippling that Kansas City offense for the majority of the game, only allowing 13 points, causing a whole bunch of three and outs. Yeah, that defense is for real, folks. And when they get healthy, watch out. Aaron Rodgers hopefully will come back this Sunday. And with that, with Devontae Adams back, with MVS back, they should be getting back to their former selves. Number two, you got the Tennessee Titans. I dropped you a bit because Derrick Henry was lost, but then... You freaking redeemed yourself, the Tennessee Titans. Last four games, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams. Yeah, dominated two of those games. Close games in the other two, but quality opponents overall. The Titans impressed the ever-living hell out of me, and their offense, obviously, you know, they're not going to be able to replace Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown is still good, but the story of Sunday night was that defense. Two interceptions, constantly getting after Matt Stafford, looking real good. They already have a lock on that division. And so for them, everything is like cake for the Titans. The more they win football games, 
hey, maybe they could just get a better seating and maybe they could even get that number one seating. This is a battle-tested team. And I think the more important thing is if they make it to the playoffs, maybe Derrick Henry comes back. And then we're looking at a whole new ball game. And number one, back in the number one spot, you got the Arizona Cardinals. Well, they lost to the Packers, and then they were like, oh, well, this is not good. Don't got Kyler Murray. Don't got DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, wait, we have Colt McCoy. They demolished the 49ers. They even lost Edmonds in this game. And James Conner was like, guys, I got this. James Conner ran all over that San Francisco 49ers team. The defense made the 49ers' life a living hell. It was amazing to watch. They destroyed them against a divisional rival, a rival who held them to only 17 points the previous time that they met. The Cardinals showed a lot of fight and a lot of tenacity here, retaking the number one spot in the NFC. And considering this is what they can do when they're that injured and they don't have their starting QB and they don't have their starting wide receiver. Yeah, that's pretty darn impressive. So thankfully the Packers have a tiebreaker over them, but this one might come down to the final weeks. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Do you think I was too harsh on the Bills? You think they should still make the top 10 after their performance in Jacksonville? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go back, go.